three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody. We're here. It's good old Will John and J. Mike just hanging out. What's up, man? What's up? Excited to be here. Good to yeah. s- well, kind of see you again. It's it's not as good as having the real <laughs> deal, I guess, but this is uh the, these are the times, right? <laughs> these are the times, bro. I mean, maybe we just have to get used to it for a little bit. I don't know. Like, what are you going to do? It looks like it, man. It looks like it. I think you just got to get the best out of it, really. It's uh, it's a bad situation. And, you know, I think we're going to get more into it. But it's just it's just one of those times where you really you just have to go with the flow, I guess. There's not much you or I can do about it. We just have to make the best of it. Somehow. Yeah, I don't... I, I honestly... The way I'm looking at it and the way I feel about all this now is that I'm tired of juggling toilet paper because <laughs> I never started juggling toilet. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do the toilet paper thing. I'm okay because you you know me and you know how I am training wise. I will find a way to train no matter what. Absolutely. Whatever my situation is, I am gonna get it in. I'm gonna get soccer in. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. So in that sense, I've been preparing for this my entire career. So I'm sure there are guys that are literally bored at home. But I mean, you knowing me, like I'm not bored at all. I got plenty to do. I don't know how you're doing. I mean, I think, see, that's the thing. You're probably also, you know, with your versatility, you've been basically all over the world and you've been used to situations changing all the time, right? I think what you're saying is true, that that for someone like me, I've been doing the same job for 12 years now and you know, I've been playing for the same football team for 12 years. Uh, so this whole disruption is... It's different, and of course, it's 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 difficult. I'm in a lucky situation; I can still go to work. Um, no one's at the office. I have my studio all by myself, so <laughs> I'm good. But in terms of getting, you know, playing actual football, it's 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 tough, man. It's tough. You know, yeah. I go for a lot of runs, and I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm doing doing pretty well. But it's right. just, you know actually playing with your teammates, and you know having that understanding. You know the the the. You know, keeping up your, your game intelligence, that's the tough part, I feel. Because, yeah, you can go and stay physically fit and you can keep your touch somehow on the ball, you know, do a lot of little footwork. But it's the whole, uh, you know, mental side of the game that I think is going to hurt a lot of people. Um, because, yeah. you know, you, 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 lose, you lose touch with, you know, you, you stop thinking football the same way, right? Yeah. You know what's funny about that is that, like, I... And I don't, I don't give a shit what anyone says. You can laugh at me all you want. I'm playing football games in my head. Like I'll before, like I'm dreaming. Of, I normally dream about, I dream about football normally, but like I will sit down. I haven't been watching a lot to be honest, because they're all trying to catch me in by, by classic games or, mm. you know, watch this. And I, I enjoy those. I love all that. But like, I'm playing games in my head, like visualizing things. Like that's just kind of, it just, it, it's a natural thing. A, I do it before games. It's kind of a visualization thing. Like, you know, we did a video talking about that stuff, but mm. you know, that is, you're a hundred percent right. The one thing that everyone's going to be able to do push-ups and sit-ups at home, everyone's going to be able to juggle a ball, but you're not getting game time well the only place to get that is in your head and i kind of do that and it's just like why not i take every single one of these opportunities any sort of pause any break any sort of setback like this as i figure out where's the opportunity in this and how can i use this to my advantage and i've just you know i dive straight into something that i think i might be able to do and that's visualization fine why not but the thing is, and 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 that might be what separates a, like a, a pro footballer from uh, a, like a decent amateur footballer like me, 
is that I also visualize a lot. You know, I also see myself, uh, you know, if I'm in this situation before a match, I think, okay, if I'm in these situations, how do I solve these things? You know, how do I constantly improve? What can I do with these situations where I perhaps didn't perform as I should have in the last match and all that stuff? I, I think sometimes I also believe I overthink it. Uh, but but I think the, the the difference is that you actually, you know, you go out and you do it, and you know, because everything comes so natural to you because you are a, a much better football player and a much more natural football player than I think someone at my level uh, would be. So I also think a lot about it. The, the, the thing is that I can't, I think, apply it in the same way to my game as you would be able to be because it is more... Uh, I don't want to say natural to you because I know you work a lot. Do you, do you feel a disconnect? Like, are you trying to say you feel a disconnect somehow? Like, I, I, I because first off, you're knocking yourself. People, I have trained with Jay. He knocks himself all the time. He talks about how he can't pass and he can't run and he can't do all this. Well, I have gone to his training and I have trained with this team. Okay, well, the first day we were slipping and sliding all over the place. In yeah, Denmark, they have some sort of special ice grass like that they're just hiding. I don't know. We had the nicest shoes of everybody on the team and we were falling down left and right. It was ridiculous. ridiculous. But all that being said, you have excellent game intelligence especially for in in the position you were in did you start at left back or right back right what was your yeah. natural position you started at right back like yeah. you understand what's going on like i can i can understand what you're trying to say and saying that you feel sort of a disconnect from what it is that you you you, you see and visualize in your head into what you do in the game but i think it's one of those things where we all you know, you've done a great job at your at your at your job and what you do and understanding and, and, and getting yourself enveloped and involved in the game. I think it's one of those things of where we're very critical of ourselves. You're someone who is ambitious, is doing a lot of things. And, you know, you're and so anyone who's like that is generally harder on themselves than cool. the outsides, because yeah. if, if I'd listen to just some tape of you talking about how you play and then saw you i wouldn't it doesn't match up man <laughs> <laughs> but, but but that's the thing you know every time you know one of the last uh, uh training matches we had before the whole lockdown came um i i was put through on goal i basically had a guy chasing me in the back and and because he was too close to me i decided to pull a little bit to my right and it ended up with me being closed down before i could take a shot and i was really really annoyed by that um and, and, and I, you know, I kept thinking about it after the match, you know, what could I have done better? The thing is that it doesn't come, I think, as natural to me in, in those situations where I, I don't react instinctively uh, to, to some of these situations. You know, I don't pull off a, a croquetta as instinctively as I think a lot of the other players on my team or you would do. You know, it's just a... I wouldn't call it a disconnect, but it's just somewhere in my mind where I'm I'm a little bit too slow in in some situations. But of course, as you play more and I put myself more in these situations, it comes more naturally. I, maybe it also boils down to the fact that I was a goalkeeper for the first fifteen oh, years of me playing. No. Yeah, yeah. Were so, you really? Yeah, yeah. I was a goalkeeper. <laughs> when I, you play like you uh, seven aside, I used to be a goalkeeper. Then we moved to like uh, senior level and played on uh -huh. uh, eleven aside goals, and I was simply too small, so I had to adapt. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean that does make sense. I'm glad you you came away from the dark side. I'll make sure oh, to yeah. tell Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, you're gonna you're gonna grow in Tyler's eyes though, <laughs> or maybe not because you left. But yeah, 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 no, I, I, I get it. I get it entirely. But uh, I think it's interesting. And this is that's the real discussion there that we're having is, is one of nature versus nurture and, and how much of it came naturally to me. One of the things that's hilarious is actually 
my dad, who's right-footed, obviously, and the level that he played, Nigerian national team player and played pro all over and, and stuff like that, he wanted me to be left-footed. Now, I'm right-handed, okay? And growing up, all he did to make me left-footed, as we say this, is pass the ball to my left, encourage mm -hmm. me when he'd pass, he'd encourage, he'd just pass it. I mean, he has enough, obviously having enough technique to be able to make sure that he doesn't just keep kicking it to the right. He'd set up little cones and things like that for me to dribble to the left. And so there is this one that I can remember, I was probably 10, maybe maximum 12 when we were doing a shooting drill and he was the coach of our team. And I felt the urge, like, you know how natural it feels for you to go write something down. You use the hand that's most dominant. Well, I kept feeling like I should be going to my right. And he would always just pass to my left. And it just, I just seemed like I don't, and he just goes, no, you're left-footed. Like he just told me, nope, you're left-footed because he knows left lefties are a little bit more dangerous. They're a bit more rare. It's definitely like that. So, you know, I just, the, is it more natural or did I just train myself? Because my right foot shooting wise, I shoot excellent with my right foot. I like and yeah. prefer to shoot with mm. my right foot. Bend the ball, dribble, that's yep. my left. Yeah. So, but I don't know. But it's, but it's funny, a couple of the guys I know who are ambidextrous, um, mm -hmm. can use, use both feet, would, would, would say the same thing, that they were actually probably naturally right-footed, but they prefer to do some things with their left. And then, of course, it's the opposite for you. But, but they would say that they, they shoot harder and shoot better with their right, but they're more uh, precise and more accurate with their left foot for some weird reason. Now, I wouldn't know yeah. anything about that because my left is dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but the thing is that and, and I know we talk a lot about how you can you can go out there. You have to 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 do a lot of uh, self training. You have to to do a lot of repetition to improve as a football player, right? But I think a lot of it also comes down to you know, I don't want to say talent, but but still I want to say talent because you know there's this there's this thing that's hard to put your finger on where either you have a, a, an understanding for the way the ball moves or you don't, and it's something you have to train. Let's take Gary Neville for instance, like Gary yeah. Neville was not a, 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 a talented footballer. He was a very good footballer indeed, but he was yeah. because he worked his ass off, right? Whereas someone like Ryan Giggs, just, just taking uh, the Man United team, is he, he just, you know, it just came to him. It, it, you know, it was so natural. It was second nature to him. And he, of course, he, he, he trained a lot and stuff and, and he worked very hard. But, you know, some players out there just have to... to, to put in a little bit more work and use their intelligence and the fact that they, they are able to think football. Uh, whereas some other people simply just get the ball and they just run with it. Like they've, they've been running with it for 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent know because what I can do right now is put us up and I haven't had this discussion publicly, but this is a perfect time to do it because the fact of the matter is, Messi versus Ronaldo is truly an example of someone who seems like a gift from God mm. and someone who decided that I'm just going to work hard mm. until I can figure it out. And that's Ronaldo. And, you know, so uh, no one's saying that Messi didn't work hard and no one's saying that Ronaldo didn't also have some natural talent. They both clearly cool did, did. Yeah. you know. And so like and also there are these stories uh, that when they were younger, Quaresma was more skillful than Ronaldo, supposedly. I don't know if Cordesma's lazy. I think he's still a great player. I love him, you know, too. And the way he kicks the ball with the outside of his foot, honestly, uh, that that's a, I don't, I don't get it. My feet don't work like that <laughs> either. You know, I can do but it. But funny thing is that, uh, you know, Ronaldo only made it to the Sporting Lisbon Academy 
because um, he had a friend. So he was playing with his friend on this uh, youth team uh, in Funchal, where he came from. And uh, I, th I think it was Funchal. Anyway, okay. they, there's, this, there's this match and the Sporting Academy guys tell Ronaldo and his friend that whoever scores the most goal in the match goes to the academy. And they both score one goal. And at the end of the match, his friend and Ronaldo are basically the through on goal. The friend dribbles the goalkeeper, but instead of scoring, he passes the ball to Ronaldo wow. to let Ronaldo score. And, uh, and he goes to the, uh, to the academy. Ronaldo asked him afterwards, why did you do that? And, and his friend, and I forget his name, but his friend told him that, that Ronaldo, you, it's because you're better than me. Now, wow. the funny thing was that his, the friend's career was basically over. He didn't become a professional football player. And, uh, and then the media uh, sought him, uh, found him years, years later. And uh, because they, they'd heard this story, they asked Ronaldo, he said it was true. And they asked a friend who confirmed the story. But then the media asked him, why do you have this, uh, why do you have this big house, this big car? How can you <laughs> supply for your family if, 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 if you just have like a normal job? And he said it's all from, from Cristiano. It's just a fun little anecdote. Wow. But, but it just goes to show that even, even like someone as Ronaldo, who had talent in abundance, right, and who worked his socks off because he just believed that he was going to be the greatest footballer ever, even he had some luck on his side. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's huge. And people don't, they downplay luck and they downplay the mentality part. And I don't care forever, however many videos I make, how many times I speak about this. But if you look at the greats, all of them across all sports, all walks of life, they have, they all say the same thing about this disgusting level of belief that they all had. And they were sure it's not really even belief at one point. Belief makes it seem like it's almost a choice. These people almost seem as if there was no choice. They said, I have to do this. It's going to happen. And it is what it is. But yeah, it's also amazing to think of all the little tiny things and all the synchronicities that have to happen for somebody like Ronaldo or, or you Messi. know, you want to get my, what, no Messi. Oh my if, God. If he hadn't been taken to Barcelona, been given growth hormones. I, I mean, know. Lord knows where we'd, he would be today. Nowhere. Probably. Probably, Nowhere. Probably. still at Newell's. I mean, yeah. Uh, but, 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 but that's the thing. Even so, so even for the best players out there, you know, luck comes into play. But, but, but I think what you said in, in Messi being the, the, the naturally more gifted player, I, I don't think even Ronaldo, well, maybe he will dispute that, but in, he, he in his heart, he will probably know that Messi has the more natural gift. But I appreciate where Ronaldo has, has gone because he has combined this obvious talent that he had with this insane work ethic. And, you know, as you say, it's probably not just belief. It's something more than that. He's, he's felt a call. Yeah. You know, it hasn't been a matter of, of choosing for Ronaldo. He's just done it. You know, he's just gone out there, developed himself into a, a machine. And he just, you know, I think it, yeah. it, it, you know, that the grind maybe comes natural to Ronaldo. Maybe it's a part of his upbringing. He came from a poor background, but it, it feels like it's, it's never, you know, he doesn't go out there and, and do it because he, he feels like he has to justify it to people. Like he has a no. choice. He just does it. That's who no. he is. Yeah, he loves it. It's a part of his thing. And and I saw, and I don't know where I saw this as well, or there was a quote at least by him saying that he was going to be an actor when he finished. But yeah, you know, yeah. guys like Ronaldo, like I don't know what Messi's going to do when he's finished. And I hope, I don't know exactly, but I, I don't care what they say about the MLS. I hope both of them end up over there in some capacity. No. Now, I'm no. telling, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me first. Messi, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think 
Ronaldo for sure is happening. Let's just let's just be clear. He's going to be in Miami. End of story. It's going to happen, whether it happens for six months, whether it happens when he's 45, it's going to happen 100%. Now, if we can convince Messi that it would be a good idea for him to play on the other coast, possibly in L.A., or I don't know where our biggest Argentinian, you know, uh, not following, but population is in, in, in the U.S., I don't I'm not sure where. Must be but, yeah, L.A., Florida. Yeah, it must be L.A., uh, right? Florida. LA? Florida, I don't Florida? I don't Mexico or Mexico and LA. I don't know. True, Point yeah. is, if we can get if we can get both of them over there, Jay, we're talking marketing, money, the change. This is what America needs. Okay. America's going through a downtime. We could get that maybe right after the next uh not this World Cup. What do we got going on? It's twenty twenty two, right? Well, but, yeah, but let me let me put let me put it like I understand what you're saying, and from a marketing yes. perspective, uh, that would be the best thing in the world. But doesn't every country out there need Ronaldo and Messi to come and play in the same league in the same country? Like, yeah, but how how are they going to do it? How are we going to get Messi and Ronaldo to Chile to? Universidad de Católica and Colo Colo playing. <laughs> We're not. It's not happening. They don't have no, the money. I, they don't have I the resources. Think... You know. So well, I'm. I'm. You know. I think the. And this is just pure speculation. I mm -hmm. could see Italy happening. I know. No. Right now, okay, their economies in in tatters and stuff. But Inter were really making. They were serious oh. about wanting Messi a couple of years back. You know. Oh, I didn't hear that last summer. Like they were. They were. They. You know. They have the money. They just. They yeah. Were talking about it. Uh, I. Obviously. So I just wanted to add in there. First off, I called this inter thing. Yeah, this at the beginning, way way back when. This I saw it happening. You see this inter little little bit of investment here, a little bit of investment, and they've got that the son of so who their owners. I can't remember the name. I should know. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. The there's the Chinese um, the backers of Inter Milan, and I don't remember now. His son, the guy who owns this, this conglomeration, a bunch, they got tons of money. His son is the one doing a lot of the day-to-day -day and a lot of the stuff. There's a picture of him, 433, and, and all this stuff. He's a really interesting guy, and he's in charge of a lot of, of bringing a lot of these people in and, and changing the whole thing. And I can see, because we all know that the world changes and that there goes cycles. It goes, it goes EPLs at the top here, then La Liga. Now it looks like, I'm telling you, Serie A is back. Over the next two, three, four years, I think you find it. Let's see about that. Um, I'm telling you, because the thing is, man, the thing is that I I know what you're saying, and, and it's good to see Inter Milan coming back. But right now, they're basically building their their team off of uh, a great striker, you know, a couple of exciting youth prospects, and then Premier League rejects. Well, it's, rejects over there. Rejects over there, but not anymore. I, I know, I know, but you know, uh, they've got Ericsson, they have Moses, Lukaku, Young. Yeah. Uh, Sanchez is probably being kicked back to Manchester United because he sucks, but uh, <laughs> uh I just I think this might be a you know, they just got to play their cards right because right now I don't see Inter, you know, coming out taking the throne in, in, in Europe. Juventus also, I, I mean, they're a great Do team. Do I need to throw in Atalanta? Boom. I love Atalanta. Come but on. They, you know, one saw that coming. It's it's shifting. That's just more evidence that it's shifting. It's coming from the it's coming from the ground. You're looking at the top, you're not looking at the bottom. But, but, okay? but the thing is, bro, you know, uh, you have Atalanta. Um, if if you if Atalanta go far in this well if they're gonna finish they're the already. Champions League and and yeah that's and, true. and they go further 
you know, uh, Papu Gomez is probably going to stay. Zapata is also getting old. Ilicic, okay. But, but you know, some of their, their midfield players, uh, Freuler, Hachibor might go. You know, mm. I just, I don't see Atalanta as a, because they don't have the, the financial muscle. So whenever they do well, if someone's going to just come and cherry pick all their best players and they're just going to, it's yeah. be what it is. I don't but, see Italy be becoming, uh, uh, you know, the next European uh, hegemonic football power because of the money. And especially after the crisis now, I think, I think, uh, nah, I don't, I don't see it. I would love to see it happen, but I don't see it happening. There is something to be said about now the crisis and what's going to happen because what football looks like after, after this entire thing or during this thing is, is, is all up in the air just entirely. And obviously Italy being hit, I would say probably the hardest, right? Uh, in Europe. Uh, I know, I, I think I saw the WHO called Italy the uh, epicenter of the virus in Europe, at in least. Europe, yeah. So, so that is, you know, they're going to get hit regardless of the other Milan brought Ibrahimovic back. I don't care what you say. I don't care. They brought him back. They took him from the MLS. They said, we, listen, he's doing great. We need to bring a star. I'm calling it right now. With when Ronaldo moved to Juventus, things shifted because it's all about it's all you know what it's like. It's like the stock market. People are panicking now. Things in, in uh, we we don't understand what's happening in the market. People pull their money away. They pull it out and they think, uh, what's going to happen? Well, the same thing happened when Ronaldo and took his star power away from the El Clasico and shifted it over to Juventus for there to be something going on. And as soon as that happened, the TV and then yada yada yada. And then what's going to happen? But then Boom. we saw what happened in uh, in in France with Neymar moving to Paris. Okay, they managed to also uh, get Mbappe. Now they play for the same team. But it's not like the the Ligue 1 has turned into this uh, superstar league. In fact, it's only it's it's PSG and then it's the rest. I mean, Monaco have really yeah. they, they they have a, oh, a very Monaco. good team, Monaco. But it's not like they're this uh, star-studded team of of world-class players right now. But and that's my point, you know. Yes, Ronaldo went to the Serie A, and the Serie A has seen a like a, a an uprising over the last couple of years, and it's great to see. But I just don't see them, be, you know, mixing with the Premier League and uh, and La Liga yet. And I don't mm-hmm. think they will, to be honest, because okay, yeah, Ibrahimovic went to Milan, but he's also going to leave very soon because they've screwed <laughs> up and and fired Boban, right? So, um, yeah. No, I, I, I still, I still, I just think it, I think it works in cycles. I think it's time once again. It's been a long time oh, also. Definitely. It's been a long time because God knows how badass those teams were when Zidane oh. and Ronaldo and Zaghi, like you could go on. That league was unbelievable. And I know there are kids now going like, who's Hernan Crespo? Like, who is that? I don't know who that is. And like, yeah, we'll just go look at some tapes from like 2001 and 2000 and just go look. It was unbelievable. Gabriel Batistuta for Fiorentina. Batigol. Oh, my God. Just, bro. But but that's the thing, Will. I think that... I think Inter are doing really well for themselves. Juventus... If they buy Paul Pogba, then yes, I can definitely see him bringing also some more, you know, more of a star factor to Juventus. But... And I, I, I might totally be wrong here. I just don't, you know, I don't have the the feeling in my stomach that that Serie A is a league to be reckoned with yet. 
because you have Juventus that are like the they're the best. Then you have Inter Milan that are doing very well. You have Lazio shouldn't underestimate Lazio doing very well for themselves. Atalanta really uh really good as well. Roma, uh, 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 but um, it's yeah, just if you put if you put Juventus head to head with the Premier League teams, okay, they can compete. Lazio might be able to get top four, top six in uh, in England as well. Inter potentially, but from there on, I see the Premier League as a stronger league to be honest, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. You know what I think? I see the Premier League the same way I see England's national team. I think their bark is bigger than their actual bite. I think they scream about how it's going to come home, and I think they scream about how everybody in their league is the greatest, but it's built on it's built on it's built on foreigners, all right? And then in the end, normally, now Clearly, with the uprise of Tottenham and the and Liverpool becoming this the super and Manchester United, let's just calm down for a second. All right, they're, I still think they're they're brilliant, but they just got it. They since Sir Alex Ferguson left, it's just oh, not it's the same. Been, it's been a shit show. But you it's said the, just... the uprising of Tottenham. It was a short uprising because now they got Mourinho in and it's crashing down. <laughs> I know this poor guy. I can't, I don't care though. He's gonna be back one of these days, or maybe I'll just die being a fan of this guy trying to be all. Look, fun. look, I love Mourinho. I think he's a, you know, he's he's a very fun manager, and I actually believe that he, he is a nice guy. I, I, you know, but his tactics, in my opinion, at least, and correct me if Tell I'm me. wrong, but but they're finished. You know, he's <laughs> done. He's it's it's over for Mourinho because his way of approaching a football match and his man management style it just doesn't work obviously anymore he's been anymore. found out and and yeah. i just hate to say it but but he needs to uh he reinvent simply himself. needs to reinvent himself and yes. i don't know if his his personality his ego will allow him to do that and you know obviously he's been a, he's been a fantastic coach he's been one of the greatest managers um in the last 10 years but maybe it's time for new managers to 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 step up and take the mantle i i, I would have stuck with um Pochettino. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I don't see why they did. There was no real reason to 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 sh- to shift in that in that massive sense. And then we have so. all these young. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of big on the Bundesliga. I think the Bundesliga might be uh might be okay. very interesting. We have all these interesting managers. You know, we have um, oh, what's his face, the guy at uh, at Leipzig. I've, I've at Leipzig. Uh, I don't. It's not Jesse Marsh. Where's Jesse at? Jesse's at. Uh, Jesse, I played with Jesse Marsh, by the way. He's at. Uh, is it not? Not Leipzig, bro. I really don't know. Please tell me you're gonna find this. Because I, I, I always I, get confused on where where Jesse's at. Jesse's because he was with I, the Red Bulls, New York, and. Why can't I remember his name? Oh, Nagelsmann, of course. Julian Nagelsmann, like the, the 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 one everyone's raving about. We also have the guy called Tim something uh, from Hoffenheim. Uh, why can't I remember these names now? That's embarrassing. Hoffenheim is one of those teams, though. They're like uh, they're no, like they're uh, now. That's true. They're like Roma. They like start these runs like, oh my god, Hoffenheim. They're gonna get, and then boom, like two people get sold, and then it's just like, okay, well, that was fun. I enjoyed watching that rise in that season and then it's over Bundesliga just doesn't and but to go back to your point about uh France and why it didn't happen in France because nobody listen PSG has literally all of the money in the world 
They have all of it. Yes. And the other teams in France have none of it. So it's not going to happen there. You say oh, Monaco? Yeah, I was thinking of uh, Marco Rose. That's the guy, Tim. I don't know where. Oh, okay. Called. Marco Rose. Mönchengladbach, okay. he's at. Also very exciting manager. Anyway. Yeah. Go on. Well, Mönchengladbach. Yeah. Those teams in the in the Bundesliga, though, they go through the same thing. It just doesn't become as powerhouse. So, I mean, when was the last time Germany was truly, as a league, as a, as a, as a top league, the powerhouse of Europe? Uh, third, 12, 13? You know, yeah. Bayern Munich went to the in Champions Dortmund. League final. Uh, yeah, Bayern, yeah, Dortmund, Bayern yeah. Munich won. Uh, yeah. Lost to Chelsea and you know, yeah. So it was back then when they were really top of Europe. They were, they they were actually, the time. they were, you know, doing well as a as a league uh, more recently than the Serie A. Oh yeah. So oh maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe it's gonna come back. I just don't. I just you know. I just don't see it happening. I have more of a thing for for the Bundesliga. You know, all these young managers coming up. Uh, there's there's the guy from Schalke also, uh, David Wagner. Very exciting. You know, they're relatively okay. young in terms of, of, of being managers, 40, 40 something, all of them. Nagelsmann is obviously what he's what 30. I don't know. Two? Don't know. Don't know. I'm not on, I'm not up to date on the Bundesliga. I love the Bundesliga though. As a league, though, it is brilliant. It's technical, it's sharp, it's always interesting. They have the most fans, obviously. Yes. You know, uh going to their going to their games. I've been to plenty, I've played against uh Stuttgart, you know, years and years ago in a friendly like there. It's, it's a, it's a great league. I just, they don't take over something about it. Just doesn't take over. I don't know. Could we maybe, could this entire pandemic see maybe a change in, I don't know, one of these smaller European, okay, actually listen to this. And I haven't Googled this. Someone just told me. So I played for, I played in Serbia uh, and uh, played for a club called Chukarički Stanka, which is in Belgrade. Yeah. And, uh, Things in Eastern Europe can get really interesting. Let me just uh-huh. say that, where, uh, you know, uh, contracts and things don't mean what they say they mean, perhaps. And I, I, I left the club. Let's just leave it at that. I went and I signed for a club called Emeshka Zilina uh, or Zilina in Slovakia, right? Well, thanks to this pandemic and, and not playing, they do not exist anymore this club a year after i left them with also they with issues they're they're having and possible corruption etc possible allegedly right don't sue me well you can't because you don't exist anymore but uh they're gone they don't exist they made the the group stage of the champions league you know like this is it would be like uh the yankees just disappearing because we stopped for two or three months i don't know what happened dude so i should probably google that wow right so yeah, no, it's it's fun. I'm 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 excited about everything that's going on, but I'm obviously like I said, when things stop and when things get whatever, you just I shift and I start doing everything everything else. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean you've tried it before, I just, right? <laughs> I yeah, exactly. I don't I don't care. I don't have time to go, oh well, well you should have that no. no. Moving on. What else we got going on? Let's push forward. What what's gonna happen, Will, when you retire one day as a as a pro footballer? Uh, pretty much nothing. I will be doing the same thing that I'm doing right now. Yeah. But that's what the funniest thing is that people ask me, like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to be a translator? You speak a few languages? Like, you're going to be a coach or an agent? I am not going to be an agent. You got to be out of your mind. You're not going to be a coach because I don't want to have that extra stuff. The only job that within football that I think would be cool to have, maybe, would be director, like a sport director. I'm still not going to do it. 
I'm still only going to do that. Um, you know, maybe there'll be some clubs that I would want to, you know, work with in some capacity, but it's just not, I don't fit that mold. I'm not, you're not going to find me in the office. Nah. I would get fired. You're you not, know? A, you're I not would, a, an agent kind of guy either. You're not, you're not big nah, enough of an asshole to be an agent. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. I don't have I mean, that. You just got to be a little bit ruthless, right? And I don't think you're that kind of guy. Yeah. It's just like, obviously for me, I, you know, I, I'm not a professional football player and, you know, I, I have like a career trajectory and, and I, where I can see myself in, you know, also five years. Obviously, I can't keep doing YouTube when I'm 40. At least I can't Why go. Why not? And, yes, well, can. Yeah. You, know, yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't want to, maybe. May, maybe not. And maybe people won't really, uh, you know, I won't be as credible being a, this 40-year-old guy <laughs> running around uh, actually <laughs> reviewing football's boots. So, but let's see. You know, I don't, I don't know where I am when I'm 40. So, but it's more like, when you're a professional footballer, you do have an end date. Like there is a very mm. set end date. Like when you become 34, five, six, something, unless you're Ronaldo mm-hmm. and you can play until you're 45, you know, there is, there is an end date when, when clubs don't want to, especially when you do like you and you, you know, you move a lot around, you know, yeah. all of a sudden clubs don't want to sign you anymore because you just, you're old and you're a, I don't want to say you're, yeah. but you're just a potential liability because you might be injured all season and then they get nothing out of their money, right? Right. Yeah. No, that's the, that's the funny thing is it's really interesting. Each player has to, has to do it differently. The part of the problem though, I think we have in the world, I would say in professional sports, but in the world is that footballers, basketball players, they make the terrible mistake of thinking of themselves as actually footballers. I'm not a footballer. That's one of, that's one thing I am. Well, guess you have to build a life, bro. Yeah. And you start, most people start building their lives. They attach their identities to their careers. Obviously, they go to college and I'm going to be a doctor and they go through that whole thing and then they do that for the rest of their life. Well, that's great. You're not going to do that. So it's best not to identify with that if you have some sort of other aspirations. And that's mm-hmm. what I've done and known well, because I was probably 23 uh, when I realized I didn't want to have any other job that didn't allow me to work for two hours. Like the, like football is a perfect job. I go outside, kick the ball in the sun with my friends some days and walk. It's just, it's ridiculous that there's, that that's a job, you know, and it's two hours and then you go eat some food and the rest of the day, some guys just play FIFA, you know? So I, I think the mistake that people have is that they think of their careers as, a job. It's not a job. It's one of the things that you do and build. I, for me, it's, it's one, it's one thing I do. It's one thing I I do a whole lot of other things. So I don't know, you know, let's put it this way. If, if, if you got a, like a really interesting, big job opportunity, let's just say in the States, uh, Mm -hmm. would you just walk away from being a professional football player right now? I get those all the time. Okay. And they all have to wait. Literally gotten two in the last year okay once uh yeah so no it does nothing it does nothing to me but that's also a down to my belief in understanding of what it is that i'm capable of creating and what i want to create because there's the thing is that people you can have you can have the world decide for you what it is that you want to do or you can decide and then build it yourself Mm -hmm. and then building it yourself is going to be way harder and so if you, you either you either decide that you want to go down that journey or you decide that it'd be easier if I just take this way because it's already paved and, and that's what's that's what's up. I get those I get those opportunities all the time. 
all the time, as a matter of fact, and they're starting to be a bit more rampant. But uh, obviously, I think when word spreads that I'm not interested in doing that, it still works out well in my favor because you know we could figure out a way to work together. Sure, you know sure. we figure out how to how to do it when with with still having you gotta, an ability. You gotta keep your options open. Also, after you know you can't play football anymore, it's good to have something. I don't want to say a fallback option, but it's just good to have you know stay on good terms with people. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. People, people are very, Cause, cause very rough thing. on that. That's another they? thing you got to remember is that, and I don't think it's a problem for you, but but it's just, right. I think some people out there they are so obsessed with just getting out there in the world that they don't really, that they kind of forget that having a network and people who like what you do, but also who like you, and believe you to be a, a good stand-up guy, is is really really valuable because it just opens doors that might not be opened otherwise if you just go out there you're just a massive jerk and yeah. and you know it just it's just open uh, harder to open doors when you're when you're a bit of a prick and and i yeah so so you're thinking good. of someone in particular clearly no, no. you're not going to name no no is there someone <laughs> out there all, who's just like <clears throat> i no, hate <laughs> j mike and i hate shoes and no, i don't know it's, it's not like that but it's just more like you just see some of these guys, and I don't, you know, I know a couple of them. And I don't know them extremely well, but I've we've just looked at their, you know, careers and thought, ah, okay, they're doing well for themselves right now. But it was maybe the short-sighted choice that they burned some bridges that they can't walk back across. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't get that. And you know what's funny is 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 as we grow and as I've been doing these things, I, I I'll notice the same thing also from the opposite side, say from companies who will, you know, if you, if you speak to a company and say, Hey, I would be really interested in doing something. And they go, who the hell are you? What is this nonsense? You joke, you kid from Kansas with your, you know, and yes, it's, it's there. That's not the norm, you know, but it, it, there are companies out there that say, I don't want to waste my time. They will say stuff and clearly they don't represent the whole company, but you're thinking this person in this position, how could you think to 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 speak to someone? I guess you have no idea what's going to happen. Five, you don't know who other people know. The best case and the best scenario for you in all things and all walks of life is just to respect everyone all the time. And if you if you don't want something, you let them know up front and be honest about it, be gentle about it. It doesn't make any sense. People that burn bridges, they do it left and right, and eventually. The problem is they do get burnt. They do. It does work okay in the first like year, two years, maybe mm. even five years. Mm. But then something changes, mm. you know. And I, to I totally agree. I mean, that's that's at least for me. So far, the key to a happy life has been to be kind and be, and you know, be open and respectful. Uh, and you know, recognize that not everyone feels the same way as you do. It doesn't mean you should, you should hate them, but try to accommodate. Uh, you know, and and just be you know open and honest. That's that's what matters, and people will respect you and love you more for it. Yeah, and and that yeah. that that is uh, you know you can apply that to your to your professional life, but also to your private life. It's just there's no yeah. there's no reason to be you know uh, put on your blinders and just be a jerk and think short term because it it never works out. It it doesn't. But that's so I can't say it. It never works out. I've watched people. It does work. Like you said, it works in the short term. It does. You can do it. And then somebody comes around eventually who you pissed off in the wrong way. They get a bit of power or they connect it to somebody and then boom. Yeah. You know, and that's just so. 
in any case, all right, people, we should start to wrap it up, even though I would love to keep going. You shout out to Boot Nerds. Do you want to get to show anything? What do you got going on? Chat, give a little kick out to what you guys got um, going on. Basically, it's just uh, myself and another boot nerd, a uh, good friend of mine, Josh, uh, who runs SoccerReviewsReview.com. We basically teamed up as like the ultimate unisport soccer reviews uh, boot nerd uh, cocktail. We just, uh, we talk about... Nerds. They're boot- nerds, guys. Yeah, total, total nerds. Hardcore <laughs> nerds. And we're proud about it. Uh, but it's, we talk yeah, football boots uh, and anything that goes on in the world of football boot and uh, boots and equipment every, uh, every Thursday. Um, so... If if you're into okay. football and boots and what's going on, you you know, go give it a listen. We'd we'd appreciate yeah. it. It's usually pretty good stuff, and uh, and it doesn't get boring most of the time. So um so yeah, <laughs> I love it. This is the greatest. This is the greatest shout I've ever heard. There's usually really good stuff, and it doesn't get boring. So like, listen, guys, you gotta listen. To it. No, guys, it's 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 really cool. Go check it out. Uh, it's uh like you said Thursday. We'll make sure we link out to everything there and to to them and all the stuff that they got going on. So make sure you go check that out. And uh, as far as us, make sure to go check our stuff out, guys. We got videos and all sorts of stuff. Manchester United stuff is still getting edited. That's an, it's a nightmare because there's so much footage, and uh, we've got a few more collabs coming up here and a bunch of other stuff. So, regardless of how the world is 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 going, everybody stay safe, and uh, we will see you guys soon. Yeah, absolutely. Later. Good talking, Will. All right, man. Yeah, Thank thanks for me. being here. Stay Peace. Safe.